0: Welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO podcast. My name is Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr.
1: Stephen Francis.
0: One of the things that we have committed to in the Remarkable practice, as well as within the Remarkable CEO, is that we want you to build businesses that complement your life and life that complements your businesses. That we are committed in the Remarkable practice to having a Remarkable business or Remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life and not instead of one. And there are moments in our life, there are milestones and times in our businesses and our life that seem to stand out more than others in particular. And Dr. Steven, you are at a one of those moments, you're in one of those seasons. And we've been discussing this over the last probably year. um, But for sure, the last six months, it's been uh, at the forefront of much of our conversation. I know that it is at the at the depth of your heart and where you're at. And so Dr. Stephen shared an, in uh, a document with me that um, it was just, it hit me so, so hard uh, just reading it and reflecting on, on, on what he wrote there. And it's a, uh, I'll let him explain it to you, but it specifically applies to life. And, you know, we talk a lot about practice and business on this podcast and we will continue to do so, but, this episode is going to speak right to you, for all of you, for your life. This applies to each one of you. Uh, it applies to your families. It applies to you as leaders. We know that we're speaking to you as leaders, and there's a great responsibility that comes with that, uh, and so what this episode is about is about the rules for life, um, and specifically, Dr. Steven, I'll let you share with, with us what it is specifically uh, but i believe that this episode will add tremendous value to each one of you in your life and it will be immediately be able to be applied in life and also in your businesses as well. uh Dr. Steven, i know there's a big uh this is a big moment uh for you and Dr. Camilla and your family. Uh, so I'd love for you to unpack a little bit about the inspiration behind these rules and uh specifically what this is for and who this is for.
1: Yeah, Dr. Bita, i think i want to say thank you for uh suggesting that we do this episode. <laughs> we're going through this incredibly exciting and really emotionally trying time of uh, launching our our boy our oldest child our son Sam uh, to college Uh, you know so for any of the parents out there you understand what I mean Uh, when you when your first kid leaves home to go to college, go off to university, right? So uh, just coming to grips with the fact this little human, one of my favorite humans in the world, is no longer going to be waking up in, uh, in, in my home, at least for a stretch here. Uh, it's really incredible, right? So there's so many emotions. I'm so excited for him. I'm so encouraged uh, around who he is. And, I'm, and I know that he's headed to the right place, right? So he's, he's off to Liberty University. Uh, We're super excited for him, but at the same time, there's just so much trepidation and uh, he can't avoid the emotion, right? So they say that your child is your heart walking around outside of your body. And that's definitely true, uh, you know, for Camilla and I, it's just our kids, you know, like I'm sure everyone listening is is, like can relate. It's like, it's an extraordinary time. Uh, And, you know, I, I created, um, you know, the, what I call the, the rules for life, uh, that was a very organic thing that we started when the kids were little. Like there was just rules. Right? And they were, they were always meant to be like the laws of the jungle for the kids to learn. And we've collected these over the years. So I was always journaling them, right? So rule number one, what's rule number three? What's rule number seven, right? And w- this has been part of the culture of our family, of our parenting, of their childhood. Uh, and for the first time, I just captured all of them <laughs> into one, one document, one letter, one post, uh, and uh, and sharing it. I'm sharing it, obviously, with my son. I'll be sharing it with my daughter, Emma, as well. But I thought it would be worthwhile to share with everyone. Hopefully, you'll find some value in this.
0: So from, from a context perspective, as most of you probably be re- realize, we record our podcast before it airs. <laughs> so uh, this is being recorded the the very week of of you taking Sam to Liberty University. So as far as uh you know sensitivity goes, you know, we're we're right in the we're right at the sensitive moment. So you're you're catching Dr. Steven right here as he is as vulnerable as he can be. Uh he's in a he's in that vulnerable state. So uh again, we we really thought this would be of tremendous value to to all of you as you're listening. So Dr. Steven, I'd like to uh I'd like to get right to it. Thank you for sharing that. You know, just coming to grips with, you know, the, the reality of what you're walking through, but also, um, and, and I've shared this Dr. Steven with, with my wife, and sometimes it doesn't always go over very well um, because I probably say it at the wrong time and maybe in the wrong way, but I've always thought our businesses are very much like children. I <laughs> know they're not the same. Uh, trust me. I know they're not the same. I've been told that I don't know how many times, but every time I try to describe like, you know, owning and running a business, it's like, it's like raising a kid. Like there's just so many elements. There's, it's, it's, it's a, it needs to be fed. It needs to be kept alive. It needs to be disciplined. It needs to be nurtured and encouraged. It needs to have all the needs being met. It has needs. It always needs to be addressed. This is, so this is, I think, I, I, as you walk through this, I want us to listen through two lenses. One is lens as, you know, as let's say parents, but also lens as, as leaders, people who are leading people, whether it's your team, it's the the patients you serve, the communities that you serve. This applies across the board. It's just so yeah. rich with truth. So let's uh, so let's jump into. Uh, I don't know if you have anything to add to that, but I'd love yeah. to, uh, no, one, I love to. Yeah, no, I mean, I think right it's Let's important. jump into number one. Yeah,
1: it's a, I think it's important to frame it right. So you know, the reality is, a remarkable life is a fully integrated life, right? So yes. when you're integrating, you know, when you're you're integrating your personal life with your professional life, right? So. Um, if you're an entrepreneur, like everyone listening to here, you, you can't not integrate it, right? That just doesn't work. At least all sorts of misalignment and dysfunction and stress, right? So it is a fully integrated life, and we can take what we learn in our professional life and bring it into our personal life and enrich it, you know. And vice versa, we can we can find where we're learning and we are whatever we're having success with in our personal life to bring that into our. Our professional life as well and enrich that, right? So I think that there's a lot of exchange here as leaders. Um, one is developing us to be better in the other, right? So I love what D Martini um, teaches on this, which is make your publics private and your privates public. I think that's really important. Um, that you know, you just you're leading, right? So you're 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 living out your leadership, whether you're at the helm at your business or leading your home. So hopefully there'll be value in, in all of these. 12 rules for life um, that they are actually in an order <laughs> and the order was they were they were like literally <laughs> taking shape this was very organic as the kids were growing up so you might enjoy <laughs> some of these and you just recognize that it's like you're talking initially I was talking to kids like little kids three-year-old four-year-olds uh, etc so have some fun with this uh, and uh, as we take a bit of a stroll down memory lane at the same time.
0: So, so if it's cool, Doc, I'll 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 say what each rule is, and then you know you can 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 unpack it for us. And I and I already told Doc. I said you know it'd be hard for us to probably make it through two of these or three, just knowing us. We love to unpack things and go as many layers deep, but uh, we'll we'll move this along as we go. So first rule rule number one: uh, if you want great friends, be a great friend.
1: Yeah. So you can just imagine like driving driving home, kid in the back seat, strapped in. This is, you know, when Sam was the solo kid at this point and his sister Emma hadn't come along yet. You know, just dealing with other kids and, and playing with other kids, like picture it straight away, like in in nursery school, like even before kindergarten uh, and dealing with the the trials and tribulations of getting along with other kids when you were an only child at that point and and making friends and and just trying to teach them, you know, what does it take really to, have great friends, that's first and foremost, just bleed from the front, be a great friend, right? So, you know, it was always our wish that our kids would be surrounded with people that cared about them and love them and have great friends and great friendship. That's such an important part of our culture and our family. We're just surrounded by so many wonderful friends. That's how I was raised and that's how I was brought up. We were always the house where everybody hung out. We were always the yard that all the kids played in. And it was really my parents who created that environment where it was you know, they never met a stranger, right? So it was like everyone was welcome, the more the merrier. And they just raised their kids to be great friends. And, you know, net, net, you see this accumulation of these wonderful friends, and it's just such a blessing. And really, I mean, I think that translates directly into business. And, you know, when you talk about if you want to have great followers, be a great leader, if you want to build a great team, you've got to be the person that would attract that great team and lead that great team. If you want great patients or great clients or great customers, man, it's the same thing. It's just like, it's, it's going to be a reflection on your leadership. Uh, and it, and it just reminds us to check ourselves first, right? So always, if you're frustrated with your team or you're frustrated with your patients or your customers or whatever, always stop and check yourself first. Are you being yeah. a great
0: leader? So good. And that, that's exactly where my, my mind is going here is exactly where you just applied it. So this applies, I think a lot of chiropractors also, it's a lonely road. You know, I think a lot of docs feel very isolated and lonely, and that's why it's so important to be plugged into a tribe. And if you're not plugged into a great tribe and a great family, uh, get plugged in. We're, the remarkable practice is just one great family and one great tribe that, that exists in chiropractic. But one of the things that I value is that the relationships that I have with my fellow brothers and sisters in our profession, I, tr- I cherish the, and value the relationships that I do get to have. So it also applies to, you know, how do you come alongside of your own you know, brothers and sisters in the profession, you know, in, in your tribe, but also in your community in town. You know, I remember when I went to my first, this was actually really important. When I opened my office for the first, my first office, I remember a chiropractor came and visited me, scheduled an appointment, wanted to come and visit, so he came and visited me. And he just came to say, welcome, uh, welcome to, you know, the town. And I, you know, here I was, you know, didn't even open or barely open. I have my major competitive uh, goggles and hat on, man. I'm like, get out of my way, you know? (laughs) And this guy comes in more mature, more wise. And I have since become uh, very good friends with this, this guy and his family. Great chiropractor, great human being. But he taught me something that day. He actually taught me about being a good friend. He taught me about being a good colleague. He taught me about humility. He taught me about kindness. I didn't learn it that day it took me years to actually discover what he demonstrated to me that day. And I can reflect back on that. Now, his name is Jolt, Dr. Jolt. If he listens to this podcast, I just want to give a shout out to Dr. Jolt uh, Mueller there um, because he, he, he demonstrated that. Um, and, you know, I, I appreciate that. And I've now uh, learned you know, that lesson. So I appreciate him. And for those who are in our lives, and I would encourage all of you to think about who are the people in your lives who've had that type of an impact on you and, how can you be that type of a person for, you know, the next generation and be that friend, that chiropractor, that leader, Dr. Steven, that you talked about. All right. Rule number two, uh, be careful (laughs) when you're zipping up your zipper.
1: (laughs) (laughs) For all the boys out there or anybody who's raised a boy or, you know, maybe uh, you're married to a boy, (laughs) you can just recognize that um, this is a, Potentially contentious moment, you know, pulling up your zipper. Right, so I can just remember there was a very close call that Sam had when uh, when he was a little guy, and um, and it just created a perfect opportunity for me to teach him about making sure that he stayed present and stayed focused. With whatever you are doing, right? So don't lose focus. Pay attention to what you're doing. Be really intentional and be deliberate with everything that you're doing, right? So present time consciousness is such a rare thing, and you know the idea of you know developing this skill set and this habit of being able to stay focused and present with what you're doing is incredibly important, especially when you're zipping up your zipper, right? So uh, you know, I, obviously, this translates perfectly and beautifully into being a great chiropractor. So we all know, you know, the that healing takes place in presence, not in time. It's a, your present time consciousness um, that people are searching for and they're paying for. That's what that's when healing happens is when you're present, right? So being super intentional and being really deliberate about staying present through a new patient consultation or a report of findings or a team meeting. Or, you know, a a huddle in the morning or the opening and the close of your better results faster workshop. So, the ability to develop the habit of staying present and the ability to stay focused, man, you got to develop these things like muscles.
0: Yeah, it's so good. Such great advice for boys. I have four of them. So, uh, great wisdom there to be applied. But also, as you stated, you know, the need to be present and one of the things that I've recognized, I get, I have the opportunity to work with a lot of younger doctors. So I'll call, you know, maybe an associate doctor or just a younger doctor going into practice. And one of the things that I pay closest attention to whenever I'm, whether I'm on a coaching call, we're at a live event, we're doing a training, is I actually pay most attention not to their words, but to their presence, because I always tell them, listen, you could screw up the words, but if you are with me and you are listening. And you are you are speaking from a place of of certainty, conviction, and and you and you have that presence with you. That presence, being fully focused and present, you will be more effective. You will be very effective in what you're doing. And so, it's not an excuse to not like know the script and say the right things and do things the right way. It's not. I'm just saying that it trumps in many ways. Uh, you know, some of the other that's called tactics because it's it supersedes it, because it's it has to do with who you are and who you're being and how you're making that other person feel. So I love that and we could just, we could probably linger on that one for an hour.
1: Doc, hundreds of our coaching clients have grown their businesses following our Remarkable CEO program. Well, now it's your turn. We are kicking off a new cohort of Remarkable CEOs this month. Enrollment's limited, so don't delay. If you're ready to turn your job into a business, make a bigger impact and a bigger income, the Remarkable CEO program is what you've been looking for. Go to theremarkablepractice.com forward slash R-E-M-C-E-O to apply today.
0: Let's go to the third one, Dr. Steven. Um, Leave the beach cleaner than you found it.
1: Yeah, so uh, this is a take on, you know, my my dad raised me with always leave a campsite cleaner than you found it, but we're a beach family, right? So my kids were always raised with the standard that you should leave the beach cleaner than you found it. In other words, um, pay attention, look around. If there's something that needs to be fixed, fix it. If there's a mess, clean it up. And it doesn't matter whether you made it or not. It's This is about taking personal responsibility, but really taking global responsibility, like our world needs this now. We need we need people who are aware and they're mindful and they're and they have situational awareness and they're looking around and they're looking for rights or wrongs that need to be righted. They 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 need to protect and they need to clean up. You know, regardless of whether they were the ones that made the mess or not. Right? This is just such an important leadership trait that you be the person that shows up and makes situations better. You be the person that shows up and make relationships better. You be the person that you everybody knows when you are there, things are going to be better, right? So, this is an incredibly rare trait. Um, and it seems to be generationally getting more and more rare. So, you know, my kids were always raised with the consciousness of leave the beach cleaner than you found it, right? So, take home some trash, bring some things in. If you see something along the shoreline, the straws or the or or a can or you know, some plastic bag in the seaweed. We know where that's going to end up. It doesn't take anything. Just stop for a second and care enough to pick it up. It does make a big difference. So I think this is something that translates exactly and perfectly into every work environment. Don't, you know, don't have the attitude of like, it ain't my job, or that's not my that's not my problem, or it's not my fault, or I didn't do it, or anything like that. That doesn't matter. Like you should have this commitment to being the person that when you show up and you see something that's not right, just make sure you make it right.
0: Yeah, doc. I mean, there's so many, um, my, my, my juices are firing in, in so many levels, but you know, I just think about, you know, the chiropractic profession, will you leave the profession better than you found it? When that, when you finish your career, whenever that exit season comes, cause it'll come for all of us. Is it, is the, is the chiropractic profession advanced because you were in it? When you leave your city, in, and you leave your practice in the hands of the next doctor who's going to serve the folks in your city. Did you leave it in a better place than when you found it? You know, when I think about, um, you know, just even each and every day in your office, every person that walks in your office most likely shows up as a bit of a mess, right? right? They come in because they've been lied to, they, their mom was lied to, they were just, un, or they live in ignorance, they just don't know any better. Our job isn't to make them feel bad. Our job is to meet them where they're at, bring them to a level of an epiphany where they get that aha moment. They begin to discover what is true and right and they begin to live accordingly. We give people the opportunity to make things right, to make their lives better than they found it, to leave a, their family a legacy so their family and their kids at least have a better chance to live because most of us didn't know the things that we now know and we have passed that on to the next generation. So, so many things are firing doctors on that one. It's just golden. Um, That's only number three folks. Are you loving this? All right. Number four, um, number four, the way that you do anything is the way that you do everything.
1: So this goes down as my, this is my favorite quote. Like if you go to my Facebook page, you'll see that then they ask what's your favorite quote. Um, This is my favorite quote. Uh, So the way you do anything is the way you do everything. Uh, And I think this one is really challenging um, and convicting uh, and I've cha- I've really challenged my kids to recognize that it's not just the big things; it's the little things. And you're going to build habits, right? So there's a consistency that comes with your standards for excellence. What's what's considered acceptable to you? And so to make a commitment to personal excellence in just everything that you do, you don't have to be perfect, right? So this is has nothing to do with perfectionism. It has everything to do with your intention to do the best work you can do regardless of the task and regardless of who's looking, right? So Dr. Pete, I think that, you know, obviously we need more of this uh, in every workplace.
0: Yeah, so I mean, the, the thing that jumps out to me, Doc, and I don't know why it's embedded within my mind as you're describing that is entitlement doesn't fit here. Right? Like it just doesn't fit here. And you're, there's always a, a higher bar. There's always a greater measure of excellence. and it applies in every aspect of your life, and so we don't get to cut corners in anything. You know, we we do everything with excellence. We do everything with paying attention to detail. We and for guys like me, I have to do everything with empathy and kindness and be patient <laughs> because I tend to struggle with a lot of those things. So, um, you know, I, I have to know where is my areas of weakness because how I do, ed, you know how how I do anything is how I do everything. And so if I do, if I can start to exercise. Some of these and develop these character traits and develop these skills in some areas of my life. Just imagine how that will apply in the other areas of your life. And I've seen that time and time again in my in my journey as a chiropractor, my journey as a coach, my journey as a husband, a father, a human being, a friend. So it's uh, it hundred percent applies across the board. And uh, I think that we should raise the standard with our teams and ourselves and what we expect um, because it's uh, it's so key. So number five, Doctor um very simply stated. It's part of it.
1: So, um, my kids will roll their eyes every time they hear this. <laughs> right up there, to beat with your empathy muscles that you need to develop. I, I was mine too, but this is my way of loving on them. Right. And it has helped them understand that when they are upset or they're disappointed or they're, they're, um, they're fearful um, or frustrated, right? So any of those emotions that come with like any level of pain or suffering or struggle when things are difficult, right? So uh, you know, they the first thing they know they're gonna hear from me is, hey, it's part of it. It's part of it. Like, like people don't want to own the flip side to everything that they want, right? So it's just like it's part of it, right? So whether you're on the soccer field getting cleated, it's part of it. If you want to surf. Guess what? You're going to have to paddle out, and you're going to get pounded. You're going to have wipeouts. You're going to bounce off the bottom. It's part of it, right? So you 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 oh, you, you you fall in for this girl. You you got a crush on this girl, and she breaks your heart. Guess what? It's part of it, right? So it's going to be part of everything you do that's worthwhile and meaningful, right? Anything that means something to you that's meaningful, you have to recognize that there's always the 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 yin the yang. There's always the positive the negative. There's always some consequences, always a price to pay for worthwhile work or worthwhile initiatives. It's going to be part of it. And yeah, you can say, well, I don't want to get hit. Well, then don't step on the field. Yeah. I I don't want to get hurt. Well, well, don't don't paddle out. Right. So if you don't want to get pounded, don't paddle out. That's easy. You can avoid that altogether. You you don't want to get your heart broken. Great. Don't fall in love. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you don't, if you're afraid to fail, don't, don't worry. Just don't even try to succeed. Right. So to help them understand, listen, it's part of it that Mm -hmm. you can't, you can't get one without the other. And that is the, you know, I think that's the essence of entitlement, right? Is to think that you can actually just get whatever you want without having to pay the bill.
0: You know, and I'm going to apply this directly to being a CEO. You know, a lot of the conversations that we have are, in order to be the CEO of your business, you actually have to not be the owner operator anymore. That's the hard part. So we think about this the ascension, like the the through the four seasons, launch, build, scale, then exit. It's an actual process of letting it go. And there's a process of laying it down. There's a there's a there's a process of that pruning process that we have to go through to be able to move and enter into our uh, becoming a remarkable CEO of our businesses and it's usually a painful process it usually is takes a period of time it doesn't happen quickly it's it happens over time and it's very intentional and it's it's costly and it and, and it feels challenging for a season it's very awkward you almost feel like you're going backwards not going forwards and you have to walk through that and it's real um we understand that that's why we are we have this podcast it's why we offer the support and the programs we do for CEOs and their teams. It's a big part of it, part of it. And that's why we need perspective. Um, And that's what you provided doc for your children. Every time you were speaking that you were giving them a perspective that they needed to. Oh yeah. Okay. I don't necessarily understand it completely, but okay, dad, you know, I hear you and you know, here, here. Okay. Here we go. Um, all right, number six, and we're going to get halfway through on this uh, on this podcast. We're going to, Dr. Steve, we're going to have to pick this up, and I think we're going to have to do a second part. Not have to, we're going to get to do a part two on this one because um, you know, this is uh, this is awesome, and uh, I'm loving what we're doing here, and and thank you again for sharing with this with us, and also thank you all of you who are listening and taking this in because I uh, I believe this is just another one of those upgrade moments. All right, number six of the twelve rules uh, for life. Number six is there's always a trade-off.
1: Yeah. So um, this is for the the. This has come along as more of my kids have matured, right? So they when they when they start to recognize that, listen, for every choice that you're making, you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to a hundred other things, right? So you have to understand you can do anything you want, you just can't do everything you want, and you definitely can't do it all at the same time, right? So they have to recognize that there's always a trade-off, right? So when you're looking at making choices. You know, so many people, <laughs> chiropractors included, when you're looking at choices, all you're thinking about is the opportunities. Well, if we if we do this, the op- there's an opportunity there, and it's just like, oh man, think of all the awesome outcomes that will come from there. And but if I do this, that it can be so. The potential is amazing, and I love that optimism and I love that positivity. But but you have to recognize the flip side of it is every choice comes with. Consequences, right? The, there are going to be problems. There are going to be challenges. So, as a, you know, it's very mature and creates great clarity when you look at options option one, two, and three and just recognize each one of these options is going to come, each one of these choices is going to come with its own set of problems, its own set of challenges. So, when you're facing a choice, choose the problems that you want to be solving, choose the challenges you want to be facing. So, You know, there's always a trade off. No matter what thing you choose, it's going to come with its own set of problems. So, when choosing, choose the problems you want to be solving.
0: So, if you don't think that applies to your business, I don't know what does. I mean, I think about, um, you know, the decisions we make every single day. One of the exercises I love that we do is the vision mapping exercise. We look at the decisions that we make, we look at our past, we assess, you know, all the decisions we've made in the previous year you look at that list and say okay what were the top five most important decisions that got you from where you were to where you are now and we look ahead and we think about this so the beautiful thing about these doc is that these are applied in our businesses just as much as you there you've applied them in your family's life and your children you know to be able to capture this this wisdom and these rules for life and to see that you know truth is truth that's what i found is the truth only becomes truer over time Okay, so when you apply principles, that's what we love being living a principled life, right? Principles are true regardless of the context. So we talk about the 33 principles of the principles of chiropractic or these principles we apply in businesses in our businesses and our lives. These apply across the board. That's what I love about digging into these things is because it's like, man, it's amazing how this applies so much to our businesses and our lives. And I can tell you right now, because I'm listening with my heart, not just my head, is that so many of you today needed to hear this. So I'm going to challenge you to listen back, maybe share this with us, your spouse, maybe share this with one of your kids. I don't know. Somebody else that you know needs to hear this actually. Um, and I'm going to encourage you to share this with them um, because I know even as as we were just having this podcast, I thought, man, this is such a great call for my wife and I, you know, this is so good. Like I want her to to listen to this as well. I love... I love for us to take this in and see okay how do you apply this to your children how do we apply this in our home even more how do we bring these things more to the consciousness of our children uh you know and so I'm already getting some creative ideas about that but uh, I just think challenge challenge and encourage all of you to hear this listen to this and then take an action step Dr. I don't know if you have anything you want to leave everybody with I know we're just halfway through uh, but we're and we're going to pick this up but how do how do how do you take this list and then apply it in their businesses and lives immediately? What would you suggest, doc
1: Yeah, I mean i I you know I think repetition is the mother of mastery, right? So you know, I would hope that you could keep each one of these in your back pocket, and I hope it serves you and your family, your children the way it has helped me parent and help my wife parent, and hopefully help our kids on the on the you know receiving side of this is like we're trying to give them constructs we're trying to give them guideposts we're trying to give them something that they can lean back on as you know my son's going to be you know as of Wednesday gonna, he's he's going to be you know outside of our home he's going to be he's going to be on his own for the first time you know and he's he has core values he has a vision story and he's got these 12 rules to life so hopefully that mom and dad's going to be in his ear uh and it's and he's gonna serve as guardrails uh to help him navigate this next season of his life, which I'm quite confident he will do beautifully.
0: All right. So you guys heard it here. We have begun a two-part series, really from a place of inspiration. Uh, this is heart, head, hands, feet. So I want to challenge you taking these 12 rules of life, which came straight from the heart, to bring them to your consciousness and apply them in your life and in your business. And when we will pick up with part two next week until then god bless you all and have a wonderful week please stick around for more business insights from this week's bonus interview with our remarkable success partner dedicated to helping you more successfully help more people enjoy all right ceo so i'm in the studio today with a dear friend of mine a colleague Uh, An remarkable CEO. You're a remarkable CEO. Multiple business owner impacting chiropractic and helping chiropractors save more lives, help more people. Incredible marketing person. We're going to have a marketing conversation today with Dr. Nick Silveri. Dr. Nick, thanks for joining me today. What's up, Dr. Pete? Thanks for having me. We're not counting how many times you've been on the remarkable CEO podcast, but he's been here a few times. So if you've been a regular, you might say, hey, I've heard of this guy before. (laughs) If you're new... Go back and listen to some of the old episodes. Nick's been on a few times and he always drops a lot of gold. And uh, anyway, Nick, it's great to be in the studio with you and having a conversation about marketing. So Nick Silveri is the uh, founder, owner uh, of uh, Leverage um, Leverage Marketing. So it's a, uh, a company Leverage, that... Uh, Leverage, Leverage Media. Leverage Media, media meant to yeah. say that. Um, and uh, you do marketing and uh, media through the, the media platform uh, platforms. And, uh, he's also a remarkable CEO. Uh, he's one of our, uh, chiropractors part of the remarkable CEO program. And Nick, maybe just uh, tell us a little bit about who you are and then we're going to have a conversation. I've got some questions love for you to answer for our uh, audience here today, but maybe just uh, give us a little bit about who you are. Great. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you again, having me on, uh, the
2: all-time record holder still, uh, for a guest on the, uh, the CEO podcast. Um, I am a chiropractor, and I've been a chiropractor for 16 years now. I went to Logan, and I've uh, owned a practice or multiple practices uh, every year, and I still own my practice in Illinois. And about uh, probably about five or six years ago, I really started to to understand the value of content marketing. And so uh, we started doing it for my practice and just had a little bit of an epiphany saying, This is what chiropractors need, not someone to teach them so much how to do it, but to help them do it. A done for you content marketing piece. And we've just been fine tuning that over the last, uh, we just celebrated our our five year anniversary, uh, Leverage Media. And we've just been fine tuning that over the last five years of how to help chiropractors get their, their message out into their community, expand the four walls of their practice outside of their office and get that out into the community. Um, and then be found when people are searching and generate qualified new leads. So um, it's just a different approach, I think, than most chiropractors are used to uh, when we talk about chiropractic marketing. And, uh, you know, I'm just excited to, to share any knowledge I can with the audience.
0: Yeah, so a lot of times we talk about scratching that itch, right? So let, let, me, let me ask you about pain. You know, we say every, uh, you know, businesses exist to solve a problem for someone else, right? So here you were in practice, I'm sure you were doing your own marketing. Uh, you know, maybe it's old school marketing, like talks and screenings and dinners and things like that. Um, what was this an area of pain for you? Like in the digital marketing space, was it an epiphany? Like, how did it come to a head for you to recognize, "Hey, I got to solve this problem for myself," or was it also, "Hey, I'm solving this for myself, and now I'm realizing, hey, we can actually solve this for other people." Walk us through the genesis of of that process.
2: Well, the first step was that I, you know, I was. I had really gotten into Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk, if you guys follow him. And he's a big like uh, put out value, put out value, put out value, create content. And, um, you know, the sales will come and, and they just resonated with me. Right. Like uh, just put that message out like chiropractic is is the right answer to, uh, you know, almost all health questions. And so if we could just get that message in front of more people, we would attract. Uh, more of the people that we're looking for. So we had, you know, I had really grown my practice on, you know, spinal screenings, in-person events, uh, uh, yellow pages. And so as those things uh, started, like there started to be, I'm in a town of about hundred thousand people. There uh, started to be less like in-person events, less expos that were being put on. The yellow pages were dying. Um, I had kind of started to run some Google ads. So I was like aware of like, like I was the first person in my area to have a website. Um, So I was aware of the importance of of digital marketing, uh, but content marketing was a different thing because there needed to be, uh, you know, video editing done, posting, copywriting, scheduling, boosting, retargeting. And I didn't want to do any of that. And I think I'm like most chiropractors in that I'm fine with like sharing my expertise but I don't want to have to like do any of the time-consuming, mundane work that goes into content marketing. So I hired someone to basically be an operator and to to help me execute things. And I'm a big believer in um, you know in traction, which is uh, what the CEO program uh, shares a lot of commonality with. And uh, traction is all about you know if you're a visionary, you've got to get somebody to help execute the vision. And so um, When I did that, the whole world opened up and I was all of a sudden, I was able to just focus on the thing that I wanted to do. And I had a team of people eventually that was able to help me to execute that. And that was when I realized I I was so sick of getting coaching and buying programs. And I'm just like, I'm a, I'm an accumulator of knowledge and so what happens is I don't always end up doing everything that I learn and I'm just always like looking for, for new secrets. Right. And, um, uh, what I realize is like most chiropractors are like that, that they like go out there and they look for knowledge, but they can't always go back and execute because they're busy. Not that they're lazy, not that they don't want to, it's just that they're busy because most of us are seeing patients. So when I, when I had someone who could execute, that's when I realized that's what chiropractors need. Is they need somebody that, like me to have the ideas. And then they need to have a team that executes all of that for them. And the middle piece is them creating content, but we make that very easy and all that. So that's that's kind of the genesis of how that that happened was I just realized that I'm like, I'm like my ideal client. So
0: so I, I love this conversation. So, you know, you talked about you used the word digital marketing, you talked about content marketing. Mm-hmm. and th- those are different. Now, not everybody gets that. I don't think anybody, everybody understands that. So talk a little bit about like, the difference you know, of those things. So I think it's actually important for us to be able to d- define terms, like what does this actually mean and why it's actually different and what's the significance?
2: Well, content marketing is what we've been doing since the dawn of chiropractic. You know, spinal screenings is content marketing. Dinner talks is content marketing. Table talk is content marketing. It's just like I have some expertise and I'm trying to share it with you. Digital marketing is the, the, the platforms on the internet that exist. SEO, um, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, your uh, Google My Business listing. Uh, all these things are just are just ways, it, the same way the Yellow Pages was the old school version of Google Ads. Somebody went to the chiropractic section, they were going to call somebody. When they type in a search like chiropractor near me, they're going to pick somebody. So you need to be everywhere possible for them to pick you. Um, Facebook is no different than, um, you know, a home and garden show. It's just digitally and it's 24 seven. So digital marketing just allows us to do it at scale Whereas before you had to gather 30 people in a room or you had to go give up a Saturday to go do a spinal screening. So this allows us to get that message that we usually only share with our patients out into a community that we're trying to influence.
0: So we talk a lot about, and you happen to name your company this, um, but we talk about leverage. So you talked about the busy doctor or the doctor who wants to be busier. Let's call them that too, because sometimes that's an issue. Um, but you know they want to grow their business, right? They want to make a bigger income. They want to make a bigger impact. They ultimately want to, you know, have a have a more remarkable business. And they mm-hmm. but they want to use leverage. So I I want you to you know share because you actually told you talked about yourself as the you solved the problem for somebody like you and you realized hey my profession is filled with people just like me. Talk about that like how how do how do we reach more people? Like obviously marketing is a great way to reach more people, but specifically doing the it the way that you guys do it.
2: So in terms of like how the the like client doctor can leverage uh, our services and leverage content marketing in general, um, you know, I, I always say this, and this is like humbly saying this, that there are probably not more than five people in the world that know more about chiropractic marketing than I do. So by using our service, you get all of my ideas, I, this is all I think about all the time is I just think about like how to do the best job for myself, for my own office, the test kitchen, and then also for clients. So, you know, they talk about, you know, to be, to get to that expert level, you got to spend 10,000 hours, you know, working on it, thinking about it, learning about it. And I've spent those 10,000 hours on chiropractic marketing. And I, because I'm just kind of like, I love it, that it just is, I'm always doing it. I'm never like resting on our laurels. What we do now is very different than what we did five years ago. So as a client, you get one-on-one coaching with me on what your content should be about. And you get my just never ending like idea stream of like, here's what we should be doing to help move people forward. Then you get to leverage uh, my team who are all experts at what they do, whether it's video editing or copywriting or, uh, you know, the, the, the paid ad side of it. Like we're just really, really good at this because it's what they do every single day. And we only serve chiropractors and that's all we focus on. Right. So you get to leverage my visionary abilities and you get to leverage their execution abilities because they do things much better than I would ever be able to do them. Right. But more importantly is you get to leverage your expertise right now, all that expertise stays within most, this is most offices, stays within the four walls of their practices. And like people's minds are just being blown at like how the body works and how smart you are and what a a great adjuster you are and blah, blah, blah. Now you get to leverage the technology, you get to leverage the platforms and we just make that easy for you, right? So like that's the those are the three ways that I think are the most important ways that you get to leverage working with us and how, and even if you didn't work with us, just content marketing in general and using these platforms. There's lots of people that are doing a great job without having somebody like me um, that are just they intuitively know how to do this. What I know though is all these chiropractors that are killing it on YouTube, that are killing it on TikTok a lot of those people are just like naturally like that. They love it, right? They're just like, it's a it's a hobby to them the way it's a hobby to me. right? Most chiropractors are not like that. They're never going to spend the time, they don't have the personality to really like become like a national figure on and be able to compete against these people that naturally can do it. So they, I have a strategy and I have a structure that works regardless of how Uh, charismatic you are, right? Like I love all of our clients, but there's definitely a scale uh, from the most charismatic to the least charismatic client. And I need something that's going to work for all of them, not just the top 1% that are born to be TikTok stars.
0: Wow. Yeah. Super powerful. And And I think today more than ever, we're realizing that, like you said, with TikTok coming on and these reels and everything is about not only just having an Instagram post, now it's Instagram TV and it's your YouTube channel. I mean, it's, it's, it's really becoming like everybody's their own kind of like little, little personality and star. And, and, you know, just knowing many clients who we work with, who also work with you, uh, who you are helping, you know, knowing that, Hey, you know, you're helping them be able to do that in a way where a lot of them might, like you said, not naturally be doing that on their own, but with you and your support and the program, they're able to do that. So last Mm -hmm. questions in in regards to return on investment. So we always talk about ROI, you know, this as being in the CEO program, we talk about how you can use your money to buy someone else's time, Mm -hmm. energy and focus. Mm -hmm. And you do that so that you can free up your time, energy and focus to do more of what you love to do, whether it's adjusting patients, building and scaling out businesses, launching new businesses, going on vacation with your family, whatever that might be, right? So talk a little bit about ROI, because I think at the end of the day, you know, everything boils down to that, right? We always think about, all right, I'm going to Um, I'm going to make an investment. I'm investing in growing my business. Mm -hmm. So talk to the CEOs as a CEO. Say, hey, how do you make decisions? I'd love to hear about how you kind of think about it and how you encourage even folks like myself and chiropractors, business owners who are kind of navigating this space. um, Yeah, uh, about the ROI thing.
2: Well, everybody always wants to make more money than they spend, right? Right. So in, in in terms of the money, You know, the reason why we don't just uh, help people create content and, and push that out organically is because that doesn't lead to new patients right away. And every chiropractor I've talked to, no matter how successful they are, no matter how no matter how many new patients they have coming in right now, they always want more new patients. They always want more money. Right. And I get that. That's the nature of a business. So, you know, it's not that we are just doing content marketing. We do the lead generation as well. I think we're the best in the world uh, at doing Google ads for chiropractors, um, Facebook and Instagram ads, uh, putting offers out there, uh, inviting people to events in the office, doing lunch and learn, whatever it is that you're doing in the practice, we're going to use those attention-based platforms to help you promote that more. Uh, Most of the times that that's a new patient special for chiropractic. But it could be any service that you do in the practice or anything else that you got going on. So we're very boutique in that manner. In that, I'm not going to try to force you into a twenty one dollar new patient special because I already have that built. I'm going to try to help you promote the thing that you want to promote. So those those things, you know, uh, paid advertising is going to help you get more people in and close more uh Cases that that lead to more dollars than you spend, so the the ROI in terms of the money. Um, I mean, we've got clients that probably get a 10x return, uh, others that you know are, are closer to two to one, three to one. Uh, but it's 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 about like we have to have that paid advertising side of it uh, to generate people through the door, or you're not going to be happy, uh, short term or long term. Um, in terms of the, the time and the energy. I that's the part where I'm like, it's hard to even explain how how much of an ROI there is on that, because like I said earlier, you're never going to get to the level that I am uh, in terms of like understanding how all these things work together and staying kind of on the cutting edge of, of the new things. You would have to not be a chiropractor to spend as much time on it as I do. So if you're a chiropractor, I'm not saying it's impossible I, but 99.999% of the people are never going to get to this level of understanding of like the different nuances of it. Um, the time, I, like what my team does for and what I do for our clients, I don't even know how long that would take. If you like, say you hired some, you know, Gen Z uh, to, to help you run social media, which is every, what everyone thinks that they need to do in terms of like their social media presence is, oh, I hired a young girl who knows how to use Instagram and TikTok. Having no idea how to do anything in terms of strategy or like how to like how to promote a chiropractic office. The amount of time that they would have to spend to do all of the things that we do for you. It's hard to even like really quantify. So the way that I look at it and the way that I talk to my team about it is, we are basically the digital marketing department of every office that we have as a client. And I want them to think of it that way is like we are an employee. You know, we're we're an expense on the, the p and that they see every month. So it's like I want them to feel good about, uh, you know, how like you feel good about paying like that best employee, that person. That you're just like, I can't believe that I get so much value out of this one person and I only have to pay him this much. I want them to think about that every time that our monthly fee comes out because they think of us as part of the team. And I want them to have that same mindset Um, and just being able to do things that you could never get done out of one person. Because I have an expert in video video editing, because I have an expert in copywriting, because I have an expert in, in paid ads, you would just never get all of that out of one person in your practice but we're, you know, we cost a lot less than a full-time employee does.
0: So you talked about a lot of things, a lot of ROI right there. And and one of the things I love that you talked about is, um, you know, we're on your team. So put us on your accountability chart kind of thing. Right. Well, what I love about leverage and Nick and your team is that you guys are part of our family. You're part of the remarkable family. That's why, you know, you're here and you've been a a returning guest on, on our program is because we love what you do. We love the wisdom and, and knowledge that you bring to our space to our industry to help our chiropractors become less obscure, put them in a position where they can be in front of their audience, be the experts and put out incredible content, bring more people in, save more lives. And uh, it's awesome. So thank you for being a part of our family and on our team and the remarkable uh, practice and being on the remarkable CEO podcast. How can our listeners uh, get in touch with you or what's, what would be a good next step for anybody who wants to learn more?
2: Anybody I, I do a, a free strategy session for uh for anybody that's interested. And I go through what I call your big five, your uh your website, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Google presence. Uh, and just give you an idea of like what are you doing right, what are you doing wrong, what would I recommend, Get, show you some examples. Um, and if you want to do that, uh if you go to content intopatients.com, so content into patients.com, that'll take you uh through to the website. Um and I think it goes to the strategy session. So uh, you just fill out the information and schedule a time that works for you. And you know I can help you out. However, and then you can also find me on um, social media. Everything's Dr. Nick Silveri. That's silver with an I on the end. And um, you know I'm always trying to put out good value, good content, uh, trying to help out any way I can. You know, um, you know, eat, eat, you know, or take my own medicine in terms of uh, in terms of that content
0: marketing piece. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Dr. Nick. And uh, again, appreciate your time. For all of you who are listening, we appreciate you as well. Thanks for being part of our show. And I look forward to joining you next week on our podcast. Until then, God bless. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors.